I'm your host, DeAsia. And I'm Stephanie. This podcast was created to provide a safe space and have healthy conversations where we expose you to our friendship of 16 years and we balance motherhood, friendships, and becoming entrepreneurs. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Brown and Balanced Podcast. I'm your host, DeAsia. And I'm Stephanie. We're just welcoming you back to tuning into another episode with us today. We know we always start off with our mental check-ins. So how was your week, DeAsia? <sighs> Talk to us. My week was long. I know y'all probably so tired of me saying that my week was long, but for real, for real, life just be lifing. My week was really long. I'm trying to think of anything like significant that has happened in the week. Nothing too crazy. I'm just overall just trying to learn how to have a balance of everything. And I'm also trying to learn to appreciate the experiences that I go through. So instead of saying that, oh, you know, uh, this was a traumatic experience or this was a bad day. I'm just trying to learn how to still appreciate those bad days and figure out what was the lesson in that. So I had a long week, but at the same time, it was also really productive. Um. We've been working really hard on trying to get our uh, clothing collection together. So that's been super exciting. Just trying to um, work with our vendor, making sure that we have everything, you know, all lined up. So when everything does release that, you know, we can get the ball rolling and we could be able to provide you guys with some good quality clothing when it does drop. So definitely stay tuned for that. Okay, definitely. Please do, because we got a lot of uh, collections coming out. We got a lot of good ideas, honestly. And the color scheme is about to be crazy. These color schemes is about to be dope. We've really been working hard for this. Like, we're not going to just give y'all, like, no BS. Some like, low quality. Like, yeah, we don't play that. Yeah, no. You you wash your shirt, and now you got to dye on your other clothes. Oh, that's the worst. It can't fit. When, your, yeah. when your, the detergent don't come out, that's yeah, the worst. That's I crazy. have a couple clothes like that, actually. Or when it just be messing up your other clothes. Like, you done put some jeans in there, and now your jeans got, like, red dye on there. Or blue dye or, everywhere. Yeah. Or, or it don't fit. Like, the quality is just terrible. Like, it's itchy, or the fabric is cheap. No. Like, I've been working really, really hard with this vendor to make sure that everything is... 100 percent perfect fingers crossed that we we like it when we see the samples so <laughs> fingers crossed that when we drop send some, it uh, send some positivity for us and that y'all will sell it out for us okay that's all i want to see is sold out i just want to see sold out i want to see restock please yeah <laughs> restock us please yes yeah we've been moving and grooving though uh shout out to stephanie she's been holding it down too because i haven't been feeling good and honestly like these past two weeks so she's been just making sure that she's been consistent with our posting keeping you guys updated trying to get us more followers so i believe our shit gonna sell out it's gonna sell out hey only god willing right it's gonna sell out well it's already week, done my it's week has out. been uh my week has been long too you know i feel like we always say the same thing life be life because that's really the truth but it's just like you know when you work nine to five and still trying to balance out with your own self or self-care or hobbies or anything that you into, I feel like it's never enough time in the day. And then the weekend go by so mm-hmm. fast and then boom, it's a, no, it's a new weekend. New week, same things, you know, different day. That's how I feel. Like nothing negative to report on, nothing. Yeah. I would say I'm always trying to be positive because I, mm-hmm. I can feel a breakthrough coming. So, yeah. so that's all I'm going to leave you guys with that positive too note that it's always a breakthrough coming for you so if you feel like you're overwhelmed at any point in your life Mm -hmm. it's because something is better coming 
So just wait on it. That's it. Just have the faith and yeah. just be patient. And be still. That's why I said that I try not to use my experiences and always react in a negative way or say like, oh, this is trauma or oh, this is overwhelming or oh, I have anxiety. Like just try to look at the positivity in it. But like, it's what okay lesson to feel did you learn in it? It is. Just, you just can't stay in it though. Yeah. And you just have to acknowledge what was the lesson behind this day. Like what did I learn? You know, just appreciate yeah. breathing, you know. Because you're going to get he through said it. breathing. Yes, appreciate breathing. <laughs> yeah, it's some people that's, no, that's not breathing. You know, like, appreciate that breath. Appreciate that moment. Appreciate what you went through. Appreciate because, waking up every day. Yeah, because what you went through, tomorrow is going to be better. And then now you can reflect and look back and be like, dang, I thought yesterday was bad. But no, like, you know, I was spared. You know, I learned something. You know, okay. it's going to make you more grateful the next All day. those bad times and all those hard, difficult situations mm -hmm. is just preparing you for your testimony. Yeah, it is. So... But this on this week's episode, we are discussing motherhood. So, <laughs> I feel like motherhood is such a big, big umbrella to and a big shoe to feel that we can never, ever discuss everything that comes with motherhood. So, if we ever forget anything in this today's topic, drop it below, leave us a review, and let us know if you want us to come back and retouch on this same topic later on, okay? So y'all already know, we always kind of bounce back and forth off of each other with different questions. I'm going to start off with one of the questions that Stephanie had, which was um, her first one. What is the hardest part of motherhood for you and how did you deal with it? Um, I would say the hardest period of, for motherhood for me, because I only have one, I only have one daughter. This is, you know, I'm a new parent, I'm a new mom, so I'm... I'm a rookie still. I'm, I'm going to keep always saying that. I don't know what I'm doing. You'll forever be a rookie. Forever be a rookie. I feel like that's the hardest thing is just not knowing what to do sometimes. Mm. Like, And what I mean by that is I just feel like sometimes I just don't have enough energy. I don't have enough patience. I don't, you know, and it's like I want to make sure that my daughter is good, that she's happy, she fed, you know, she got a roof over her head, she has anything mm -hmm. that she wants, she can... I give her all the tools and the resources. I feel like that's the hardest part is giving her what I don't, I never had, mm -hmm. you know, and feeling like I'm actually present enough, you know, to enjoy that with her, you know, cause a lot, it could be a lot of, you can give your kid the world, but if you're not a part of that aspect or that experience with them, sometimes they don't remember it, you know, it's the little things. So I feel like that's the hardest part about motherhood for me is just feeling like i miss out on a lot of things or like little small key milestones or moments like my daughter you know took her first step and i was not there <laughs> like Tragic. listen y'all when i tell you i was about to throw my phone and i was Tragic. about to cry like i was so pissed off because i just couldn't believe i missed it and like I literally had this whole conversation when she was born like oh my god when she get her first tooth or when she first walk or her first word or... and then of course i miss it of course of course i was like how she i'm with her 24 7 yes. and then the one time i do something for myself then she i listen y'all dang that's crazy that's i think that's the hardest part about motherhood is just seeing your kids blossom yeah it's because you want them to be little forever and they won't and i feel like she's growing up so fast before my eyes and i can't keep up yeah that time is really precious with them because um it's time that you don't get back what is the hardest period of motherhood for you? How did you deal with it? The hardest part for me? I think just making sure that I was 
prepared, you know, like to be a mom. And I feel like it doesn't matter how many books you read or, you know, other people experiences or what they tell you. Like once you're in it, you're in it, you know, and it's like no backing out. I remember when I first saw my daughter, I'm like, whoa, I'm, I'm, I'm really responsible for this person. I am the first example that you get to witness of how relationships look like, how love looks like, what communication feels like, what love in the home feels like. Like, I'm really responsible for you. Um, so it, it was hard, I would say, initially. Um, my daughter is six years old, but it has gotten easier now because I've been able to, you know, develop this bond with her and really just pour into her. I don't always have the time, but I always just make the time. And I just try to make sure that I pay attention to, because it's not about what I want. I think a lot of parents have like these big hopes for their kids before they even get into the world. Like, oh, I want my child to do this or be a doctor or basketball player. I really just try to make sure that I take the time to acknowledge what is it that you want to do. And once she tells me what she wants to do, I push her towards it and I spend the time with her. It's not always easy, you know, like you just said, because sometimes we do miss out on those milestones and you'll end up having that, that parent guilt. But the hardest part for me was just, just going into motherhood because I felt like I was so unprepared and I had no idea what I was doing. Like, am I going to be a bad mom? Am I going to be a good mom? You know what I'm saying? Like, is she going to grow up one day and like resent me and say, you didn't do this or you didn't do that? You know, so these are things that I think about often, but... I feel like that always kind of plays a part when it kind of like transitions into like mom guilt, you mm -hmm. know, Be I feel like mom guilt is very real. And I know a lot of people talk about it and I feel like it kind of goes hand in hand with postpartum depression sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. where you feel like I know for me, I feel like I always have mom guilt. I do. And it's so sad. And it's like, I feel like sometimes the my mom guilt is like my selfish thoughts that I have. And it's because I'm still learning that. I have to be, like you just said, responsible for a whole nother human being. I don't get to just drop what I'm doing and go do what I want to do or go leave the house or go here or go here. Like, I don't I don't have that anymore. So I feel like that's my mom guilt. Like, dang, I don't have no social life no more. I don't really talk to nobody no more. I don't really go out no more. I haven't I haven't went to movies in, in months or in, in a while, and I don't get to just enjoy this. I feel like mom guilt is so real, especially with working, like, Man, I work from home, and although I work from home, and I get to see my daughter, you know, here and there, like, you know, my lunch or, like, my breaks or whatever, I feel like it always gives me mom guilt because as soon as I go back upstairs to go back to my office, she's crying, banging at the door to come upstairs with me, and I'm like, mommy's in work mode. Like, yeah. I'm not available. I know you see You're me. You're there, but you don't feel present. Exactly, and I feel like that's the worst part. Is I, That's why I always feel like I'm always missing out mm -hmm. because I feel like I don't get to spend ample time with her like okay of course theoretically anybody would want to be a stay-at-home mom you know and still be able to mm -hmm. you know to be able to enjoy their life with their kid mm -hmm. even like during like pregnancy or like before she was born i felt like it was hard you know it was easier because she was still inside me so i could still do what i want to do right. get up and go but once that little face entered this earth i was like oh nothing will be the same <laughs> like like all the all the stuff I took for granted, sleep. Oh, I took sleep for granted. All them nights, and I have like a mild, mild insomnia. So like all them nights that I was just up and I didn't have to worry about nobody else crying or changing somebody's diaper or making sure they take a bath or do all. Girl, listen. let's just be honest and say, Mama Hood is ghetto. Mommy Hood is Girl. A ghetto. 
ghetto. It's rewarding. It's beautiful. Life, but it's not it also a baby face. But it also can be ghetto, though. It also can be a little ghetto. That's it's the most beautiful, sorry, no, experiences no, no. that you'll ever get to, you know, have. But it can be ghetto at times. No, it's definitely ghetto. It's because everybody make you feel bad if they if they feel like you're not doing enough. But it's like they don't know if that's all the energy that you have that day. Yeah, like it's a it's what the age always talk about. This is we're balancing. That's why we're the brown and balanced. We are balancing through and navigating right. through this life that yeah. we call motherhood, entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. business partners, like friendships, like sisterhood, like yeah. We are balancing <laughs> and navigating through literally everything in our oh, emphasis on relationships. You know, platonic <laughs> and romantic, yeah, platonic like and romantic. especially on a romantic because that I feel like it's so hard when you do have kids trying to have maintain that type of relation romantic relationship. Like just with if you're dating, if you're a single mom, if you're in the relationship, or you're married. It's still hard to find time for you guys outside of your kid, you know? Oh, yes. That is a big thing. And that's crazy. We did not put that on our questions. <laughs> it is hard trying to balance a relationship while also being a mother. I think a lot of men, they can be a little selfish with that because they expect you to still do the same things that you were doing before <laughs> as far as, like, being available to them and cooking for them and cleaning and spending all this quality time. And they just want all of you to themselves. And it's like, no. Actually, you have to share me with someone. Like, boy, I'm tired yeah. as hell. If you don't get your... Yeah, listen, if you don't get away from well, me. What do I feel on my back, sir? Get that off. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm going to bed, sir. Yeah, man. That's how you know you really have reached mommyhood. Because, like, you just don't even have the energy to address that. Oh, I'll be quick with it. Y'all, I'm saying... Unhand me. I definitely <laughs> don't have those issues. But when, when I first got into mommyhood, I felt like me... Me and my daughter's dad, we both were really present, though. Like, I felt like he really helped me a lot, like, in my transition of, you know, getting into the groove. It would be a lot of times where I was tired. And I I knew, especially, like, on Saturdays, shout out to him. Because on Saturdays, he would just let me sleep in. He would just take the full, like, responsibility of taking the load off of me. Like, actually cleaning up the dishes and cleaning up the house and just being like, you do not have to get up at all. Like, whatever you want to eat, I'm making something to eat. Yeah, like, we need that, though, because we do that. We need more of it. We, We need more of it because we're always so quick to make sure that we check in with everyone else. And we tend to neglect ourselves. I know that although he was there and present during that time, I neglected myself a lot. I I also had mom guilt too because I felt like I neglected my daughter. When I first had my daughter, I had to have an emergency C-section. Within the first week of us getting back home, I had a job because I was so paranoid about not having enough money to take care of her. Let me tell y'all. Nobody can ever take this away from me. I'm probably like the most hardest working woman ever. It's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. Because when I was in the freaking hospital, I told that man to bring me my laptop. I was applying for jobs while still healing. Got a call. It's never been hard for me to get a job. Got a call like literally within the same week of having a baby and was at work. I didn't even allow myself like the six weeks to like heal, sit down or anything and bond. So I think that's like one of my biggest regrets is not allowing myself to sit down, not allowing myself to like feel. I just just kept going. And so and I know I do that a lot now, but I'm trying to do better at it. Just being more present with myself and making sure that I take time for me. Can we just talk about maternity leave as a scam? 
I ain't getting no maternity leave. I'm, That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. And I, I understand that. But I'm saying that, like, so I had maternity leave for my job, which is supposed to, you know, grant you your six weeks, you know. I had a vaginal birth. What is maternity leave? <laughs> I'm going to just say it's a scam. No, I know what it it's, is. It's for sure a scam because that. how can you ever measure a mother being mentally prepared mm-hmm. to return back to work? Oh, yeah. Like, you don't I, even know what their birthing listen, experience was like. I had six weeks. I was wearing uh depends, you know, because I did not need to know that. Well, I'm just I'm just giving you my experience with me having to return, like because it all goes down to my mental. Like I was not mentally or emotionally or physically prepared to go back to work, and that's why I'm like maternity leave is a scam. It's like they force you to have to come back to work because your money done ran out. You don't have nothing. They don't give you nothing. It's not even a hundred percent of your paycheck. It's like what sixty percent, and then it's and it's taxable. That's the worst part. Is it's taxable? If it wasn't taxable maybe we may be able to get somewhere where you can still afford your bills during your your leave of absence at work but you can't and i think that was my main thing why i was so stressed out was because how i'm gonna pay this bill how i'm gonna pay this because bills don't stop they don't care if you had a kid they don't care if you off work Mm -mm. on short-term disability like they don't care about none of that and it's they don't have to but the jobs don't care either it ain't like they check in on you make sure you good or anything to make sure you're Listen, when I came back to work, y'all, I was so off. Like, I wasn't even there. Like, when people joke about, like, mommy brain, oh, I still have mommy brain. Like, I can't remember nothing. Like, I have to write down everything. I feel everything. like that, too, because you I You forget just, stuff so quick, right? I forget right? stuff so quick. Like, it's like you'll know it, and then you'll be like, damn, what the yeah, hell Yeah, like, it? I knew I was supposed to do something, but then I still end up, like, forgetting the it. The absolutely worst. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm, I just hate maternity leave. Like... I was like, I have a baby. I should have been in Canada when I have gave birth because they give they, they give their workers like a full year, a full year, a full year because paid. No, like you just said though, like nobody can put the time frame on how long it's going to take you to recover. Like I mentioned before, you don't know what that person's birthing experience is going to be like. Do you think when I went in the hospital, I knew I was going to have to get an emergency C section? That was like, planned, just right? Be, no, that was not. It was an emergency. So what did C-section. they say? Like they just. Your it just didn't wasn't big enough. Like they was just like, uh, uh-uh, she can't breathe. Oh yeah. So if I do have kids in the future, uh, I will unfortunately have to undergo a planned C section oh. because your girl, my cousin had that. I can't. I yeah. Naturally, they can't gave push her. Out, uh, uh, they gave her three mm-hmm. C sections, and they said that's how much her body can tolerate. Yeah, I, th- I I thought that you can't go past three. Though. You can't. Maybe I, that's I what it is. Maybe medically, maybe C- that is. The yeah, word. like for the for the um. At least for the C-sections, of okay. course, like vaginally, like if your body is able right. to tolerate that and produce, you know, more oh, children. Girl, my body is, first but, of all, my body wonky as hell, y'all. Like, y'all, can we talk about how your body is never the same? Oh, like after you have children. You don't even know your body oh until you get pregnant. I'm going to just say that right Man. there. I didn't know I had so many complications until I, fr- I was going to that, those yeah, regular like doctor's appointments. Yeah. I think I got, no, honestly, my pregnancy caused more complications. Yeah, it does. It's a high risk. You're putting your life at risk to give life girl shout out to us Kim. oh my god and shout out to all the moms out there that's okay. listening even if you're not a mom yet and like you're expecting congratulations to you in congratulations congratulations baby you i did take an epidural i ain't gonna lie to y'all i had to get an epidural too but that's i didn't what, want one. that's what caused it no i didn't want one to them contractions and then i was like I'll take the epidural for 500 please because this hurts i ain't gonna lie shout out to my doctor too though because i always was? say when i got no, I felt the epidural part. You didn't the, feel your country? With the C-section? Oh, so, that was a bruise. But you was under, though. 
That was a breeze. Right? Yeah, I don't know what medication they gave me. <laughs> but when I came up from up under there, like, I felt so good. Felt like, numb. some people said that they feel it. Like, they feel the oh, cutting and the pulling I didn't feel nothing. When I didn't they feel anything. I didn't even feel like I was pushing, y'all. Like, that, I ain't gonna lie. They gave me... I probably shouldn't have did it, but they kept giving me the little... They gave me the option. So, right by my bed, they had the little epidural, little, you know, the little thing you can push. And every time it was green, I pushed that epidural. I pushed that epidural. I didn't push it probably like five times before I gave birth. When I tell you I was so numb and so drugged up, I didn't feel nothing from the waist down. Like That's crazy. I, I don't feel like I was remember pushing. mine, so I do feel like I was robbed of my motherhood experience because oh, I had sorry. to have an emergency C-section. So... I'm jealous of everybody who got to make that first eye oh, contact don't. with their baby coming out, you know, all bloody and looking at them, looking ugly when she they first ashy, come out. She was ashy, exactly. <laughs> I ain't get to see, I ain't get to see none of that. When they brought me my baby back, I'm not gonna lie, that's what made me cry though. She was so clean and so perfect. She came out like a little Blasian baby. I'm like, my wait, wait, wait. Placenta. I said, I said, oh my goodness, this is my daughter. Like, oh my god, that experience. It's it's a crazy experience, but it's something I wouldn't trade for the world. I wouldn't try it, but if I, I would admit, if I can, thinking about what I know now and like what I went through during my pregnancy, would I have done things differently? Yeah, I would have. Now, I'm going to say this all the time. That's not about me choosing another partner to have a child with because my daughter wouldn't be who she is without him, you know? And I'm very, very grateful and thankful for him, you know, for the, for him to be giving me such a a beautiful life like that's something that we created i was about together. to say that's almost about to bring me to a question what <laughs> would y'all trade y'all baby daddies in for another one <laughs> i wouldn't and it, like i said i just because what i said mm -hmm. my daughter millie wouldn't be millie if our genes wasn't connected yeah she wouldn't look like millie like if i had a child with somebody else like when i think about it all the time like people that i used to talk to or deal with and i'm like dang if we had a kid eventually what would that kid have looked like? Not this kid. It would never be the same kid. You would never have the same kid twice. I'm sorry. Like, Millie is Millie for a reason. Like, she is everything. Literally. Like, that baby is just so funny. She has this big personality. She's just one in a million. I mean, would you trade yours? Because Nyla is perfect. Absolutely not. Nyla is perfect. No, I would not trade my baby daddy. <laughs> Why you say it like that? I wouldn't. Would you just, do things differently? I wish I did do things differently. I do feel like um, at the time we just had to rush because it was like so unexpected. I and good. I just, I felt like I put a lot of pressure on him too at the time. Like, uh-uh, because -uh, I ain't about to be no uh, single mama. <laughs> like, you better make sure we got an apartment, that we got a house. I'm going to raise this baby up like this, that, and the third without, like, actually realizing, like, all of the pressure that men actually go through and them trying to process, like, becoming a father as well. And a provider. So, yeah, and a provider. And them not being used to that either, like, taking on that huge role and responsibility. But it's like, once you in it, you're in it. Like, there's no take going it back. back. And then y'all just got to figure it out together, so... I mean, no, I, I, I wouldn't I trade him. Feel. I feel like that's probably the one thing that everyone does have. is be, I feel like a lot of pregnancies or experiences mm -hmm. were rushed. Because a lot of them weren't planned. Yeah, a lot of them weren't planned. So it's like y'all trying to figure it out, you know, as you go. And then don't let you not know your person. But thankfully, I was already in my relationship for like a good solid about four. Yeah, like four years at the time. So we, we had known each other pretty well. But... We never talked about children, so it was just like when this happened, it was like, oh my goodness. 
Highs, oh my god. So that crazy test was like, hold on, that ain't real. Uh uh. Mm mm. Like, this is a joke. This is a joke. Who punking me? Ashley, where are you? This was like, it was wild. And shout out to Stephanie, though. Like, our friendship is, like, so beautiful. She was there the entire time, way before she even had her daughter. Like, remember all the stuff I had to go through? Like, at one point, I thought I was uh, experiencing a miscarriage. Like, I was bleeding. I went through a lot of complications with Nyla. Like, ooh, you went man. to the hospital. I had to go to the hospital. She was right there. And when I had Nyla, she was right there. Oh, and I saw Cash Gal, too. Stuff. <laughs> hold up, hold up. Wait, so, so, how you gonna just ruin my story <laughs> with Cash Doll? This ain't got nothing to do with her. When you was pregnant, when you when Deasia was giving birth, now, come on this podcast. Not that you're a mother. Listen, listen, that's the one thing I always remember. Besides the birth of my goddaughter, I saw a cash doll that day. Y'all. Nobody care. <laughs> and I remember I saw Deasia. She said, "What? I you ain't no picture." I said, "Well, I was I'm coming here for you." <laughs> that would have been nice if she would have came in my room. Hey, girl, congratulations. She was so nice. <laughs> she was. She was very nice. That's I think I want to say it was her sister giving birth or something. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, though, that you saw her in the hospital, and now she's a mom. Girl, just chilling, too, y'all. Just walking down. We was passing each other from the elevator. Let me ask you a question off script. Like, yeah. we had so many questions. That's why I was like, this, it never goes the way that I want it to go. But that's what make Brown and Balance so freaking unique. Uh, since being a mother, how do you feel like you changed since being a mom? Like, what has changed about you? A lot. My priorities are definitely changed. Okay. So... Obviously, I'm. I'm okay. Anybody who knows me, I'm a tool. No, I'm even gonna say that because I've always been like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I always knew. Yeah, you how always to, been level headed. I always knew how to prioritize, and you know things that come first. Like I'm a, I'm a business first, business mm-hmm. then pleasure. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't ever mix the two. Like, period. It's just my patience mm-hmm. and things that I used to tolerate, I just can't tolerate anymore. You mm-hmm. know, and that comes with people too. Like mm-hmm. I feel like. Once you have, once I had my daughter, because I can only speak for myself. Once I had my child, I felt like I looked at a lot of people and environments and circumstances differently. Like I had a different perspective. Like mm-hmm. I used to let people slide, you know, giving me being a half-ass friend to me. Mm-hmm. You know, where the only time I talked to them was when they was going through something or they needed something. You know, whether it was emotionally, physically, or financially needed support, and I was always there. But once I had my daughter, I started seeing who was actually there for me. You know, like, I feel like I let a lot of people slide with them saying that they support me or they care about me, this and the third. But, like, you really see who really mess with you once you have a kid. Who's still there? Who is still in your corner? Who is there? Because now I have an additional piece of me. So if you Mm -hmm. care about me, that means you need to care about my child, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that you have to be a second parent, Mm -hmm. but I'm saying that I expect you to, if you care about me, if you're checking on me, Mm -hmm. ask about my kid. Mm-hmm. Ask about this. Ask anything. Ask if you want to be if you want to be in my my life. That means you're in my child's life. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you that, so I had to eliminate, or I I would say, I had to separate myself for so from so many people, including family. You know, because you start realizing that certain people are going to be stuck in their ways. Certain people don't want to change. And certain people don't want to grow. And that was something that I realized that I didn't want to continue with a child. I don't want her to see me upset or see me around people who don't care or value me as a person. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I feel like changed me was me really prioritizing that like, no, it's okay to love people. It is. It is okay to love people from a distance. Like you have to realize you don't, it don't have to be no, you don't have to have a real falling out, a real beef. But if that person no longer fits 
in your world anymore and mm -hmm. what you got going on or an or an alignment with you it's mm -hmm. okay to keep going to leave them where they're at because maybe their destination has already been met maybe they're they're where they're supposed to be like mm -hmm. everybody comes with an expiration date whether we want to believe it or not exactly family included like i said like once i had my daughter and how many people reached out to me like when i was pregnant all these people used to all these people begged me to come to my baby shower people who I didn't even talk to in like years, whatever was reaching out like, Oh my gosh, you got a kid coming. Oh my God. Congratulations. Like I would love to get you a gift. Da, 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 da. And then I didn't hear from them. You messaged me to act, to offer me a gift and then didn't even follow through. You messaged me and begged me to go to my, to come to my baby shower. Once I extended the offer to come to my baby shower, you didn't even come. And I started realizing who actually cared about me. If I keep inviting you to personal things, mm -hmm. you know, like birthday events or family events or whatever I got going on, and you continue to show me that you do not care and you do not support me, but you expect me to do the same, that's when I got to go. So that's what changed me is it changed how I dealt with people. Okay. Motherhood changed how I dealt with people because now I started prioritizing who actually cared about me. Mm -hmm. That's why the people who's at the top of my list is the people I go hard for. Mm -hmm. My mama, my my friends. You know, Samaya, DeAsia, like, my friend Ami. Like, these are the people that I care about. You know, these are people who continue to show me, despite if we on good terms, bad terms, we going through a disagreement, they going to always be in my corner. They're in my daughter's corner. That's what changed me about motherhood. I know I just got real, like, amped up with that one. Yeah, but, like, she, she over here putting her fist up. Like, girl, she ready to, like, buckle up with these Because it makes you think about a lot of stuff, like, when you join motherhood. Because you're not the same person. Like, no, you are absolutely how I used to think, I don't think person. the same way no more. So yeah. how I felt about certain people, I don't yeah. feel that way no more. Now I'm holding you accountable. Now I'm holding you. No, now mm -hmm. you got to stand on that shit. That's how you want to act. You want to move funny? I'm a Okay, then. You can move mm -hmm. funny somewhere else. I don't have to stoop to your level. You just won't have access to me no more. That's my lick back. My lick back. I'm just access saying. denied. I'm just saying I don't have to keep answering the phone. I, had to, I don't have to keep supporting you mm -hmm. and giving you advice or picking up or trying to be there for, for sure. you. Because every time I showed you that I was a true friend, mm -hmm. you showed me in return that you weren't. I felt that. <laughs> that was really deep. I mean, that's just my opinion. So how did motherhood change you? Like, what changed you once you into that world how did motherhood change me honestly like dig deep girl i'm always deep i am a natural person <laughs> y'all don't want me to go deep if i got I deep do. on this podcast y'all would be do. crying and praising god I if it was do. up to me we just gonna talk about god and my experiences like for real for real so y'all don't y'all don't want me to go deep <laughs> you know that's another thing that changed my relationship with god too oh yeah for sure i i, I, I felt like i definitely included him more had to get into closer. my life yeah once i once I had my daughter, though, it did change me. I felt like it also made me, like, really patient. I, I definitely did <laughs> I'm not. I'm still learning it. <laughs> yeah, I did not have uh, a lot of, like, tolerance um, or, you know, patience for people or for certain things. Like, I would get irritated super fast. I would be ready to walk away from certain things. But my daughter has taught me the true meaning of patience. And I feel like... She told me the true meaning of love. Like, it's nothing mm -hmm. like that mother's love. Like, it's so unconditional. When somebody loves you without knowing anything about you. Like, like love at first sight. Like, literally, like, this person looks up to me. This person will love me through all of my flaws, through all of my past experiences. No matter what I have gone through. No, whether, no matter if I've been a good person, a bad person, a depressed mom, a happy mom. Like, she just still loves me, you know, regardless. So, 
it, it definitely taught me how to how to love, how to how to give more love to others, and honestly, how to have grace with people too. Like just having so much grace, it that. brought out the it brought out the beast in me. Like I already was a beast, but when I had Nyla, like it was up, it was up there. That was your motivation. Oh yeah, like I like I already knew, like I already had plans in mind of like what I wanted to do for my life and like for my future. But once I had my daughter. It was, there was no such things as plans anymore. It was all about execution. Like, how are you going to execute this? And ever since I had my daughter, everything that I wanted for myself, I've been able to execute those things. Making sure that I had a certain type, uh, uh, sorry, a certain amount of income coming in. Making sure that I had a certain car so we could be able to get around. Like, just not even dependent on people. I've always been independent, but it just brought out the beast in me. Like, I'm so different now. Like, I don't tolerate nothing from nobody, like you just said. <laughs> like, I I was able to cut a lot of friendships off. But that's why I'm grateful for our friendship, though. It's because you watched me go through a transition of changing. And I was a mom before you were. So you got to experience me going from, like, not being a mom to just jumping straight into it and being all about my daughter. Like, making sure that I put my daughter into dance. Now she's in gymnastics. And just feeling like, just being like a super mom. It's not a question. Now. I changed so much. Go ahead. Okay, y'all. Uh -huh. She said, I got a question. I'm about to dig deeper. Oh, Lord. Truth time. Ooh, truth time. Okay. So, since I have become a mother, uh -huh. and you watched me become a mother, mm. what have you noticed has changed about me? Ooh. Honest. As a friend, as a sister, as an aunt. What has changed about you? That is really, I know, that is a really I know. great question. I, just, I don't know. When he was talking, it just it uh -huh. started. I just started right. Like, thinking. what have I observed about you? Yeah. Like, since you have been a mom, because I, I automatically just start thinking about what I already noticed. What changed in you? Right. I I noticed that. <laughs> I gotta be honest with her. I noticed that she right. don't have a lot of patience. Like like you have said, it's watching you. I, I have empathy for you because I know your heart and I know your intentions. And you are so passionate about your daughter. Like you want to give her everything, especially all of you. And you you carry a lot of, you know, which we already mentioned, you carry a lot of mom guilt. But what I did notice that changed about you is just um, your level of affection. Because you give a lot of affection to her, but I feel like you also give that to a lot of people. Like, it increased, if anything. Like, you always had this good heart, but to me, I just felt like it increased. Like, you always feel the need to, like, you know, make sure that you go hard, like you mentioned, like, for everybody around you. Um, I feel like it brought out the beast in you, too, though. Like, because before Millie got here, you had already accomplished so much. But now it's like you on a whole different, like, wave. Like, your, your tolerance, you know, with certain things and certain people. Um, and ultimately just, like I said, I'm definitely trying to dig deep here. I mean, you're um, just being honest and that's yeah, why I'm like, that, I, I take constructive criticism because it's no, 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 I can't construct like how you are as a mom though. Like you're a great mom. I would never, I would never do that. Cause none of us have, uh, you know, none of us are perfect. Yeah. None of us know how this experience is going to go. Everybody child is completely different. But I know that ultimately, like, you love your daughter and you want to give her the best life. So I, I feel like I'm just witnessing you going through that transition of trying to figure out, like, how you're going to get to that place. Yeah. Because you carry a lot of guilt. And I know that you're an overthinker and you're probably always thinking about your future with her. Like, oh, you know, even with your relationship, you know, I'm not going to go too deep into that. But just yeah. making sure, like, I don't want to 
you don't want your child to have a broken home. I, I feel that. That's something that you probably don't express a lot, but I know it's something that you carry in your mind and in your heart. You don't want your daughter to experience a broken home. So you just try to make sure that you just like over deliver with everything in your relationship, you know, trying to give her your time. And you don't want to be the reason why if she grows up and say, oh, why this didn't work or why this didn't go that way? I, I feel you carrying it already. You know, like you, you I, I feel it. And you just want to try to make sure that you are so present all the time so you could be like, oh, I did this, I did that. But that's okay if you end up falling short because we are not going to have all the answers figured out. But I know ultimately, though, I feel like it, it has increased your passion and your drive to just be a better person. You're changing in so many ways. I feel God using you a lot. You you change. You've always been a good person, but it's, I, like I said, I feel like it's increased, like the level of love that you do give people, you know, that you care about. I feel like I never got to experience you in this life, like being so vulnerable, being so passionate and stuff. Like, were you open? Yes, but I get to experience you on a whole different level. You you like love like and cry, affection. I feel like I cry more now. Yeah, yeah, that's why that's why I see it like, more affectionate. Like you, you know, like you're more in tune with girl, who you are and your soft. feelings. She made me soft. Yeah, it's okay. That's okay though. We always talk about that, like being hard but being soft. But don't carry all that weight though. That's what I want you to know is that you're a great mom and that you're putting in the work to be better. So that way, as your daughter gets older, she experiences you in a completely different light than where you are right now as well. Like you're gonna be so much more sharper. You're already getting there. But, like, by the time your daughter, like, three, like, man, like, y'all gonna have that time. Everything that you're working hard for, you're gonna have that time to give her. You're not gonna be working. You're not gonna have that mom get with no nine to five. Brown and balance is gonna work. You're gonna be able to bring your daughter with you. She's gonna experience her mom being an entrepreneur, you know, and walking in her purpose, ultimately. See, I feel like with you, because you did have your daughter younger than I did, so. Oh, Jesus. I did. You did. Like, we were young. I was grown, though, y'all. Yeah, uh -huh. we, no, we uh -huh. was grown. We was in our 20s. Grown. In our 20s. Early <laughs> okay. 20s. Early 20s. 23. Early 20s. So, it was before I did. And I feel like where you were in that particular moment, mm -hmm. I felt you always been a go-getter. You always been independent. You always been a self-motivator where mm -hmm. if you try to depend on somebody else and try to alleviate yourself of the mm -hmm. burden or the weight or whatever that you're going through. If that person doesn't show up for you, you do it yourself regardless. Yeah. But you always been like that. So I think what yeah. I noticed that changed in you with when you had your daughter was besides just your execution. Mm -hmm. I felt like you've been trying to break so many generational curses Ooh, that you had to Jesus. deal with. And the reason why I say that is because I know I know that I would never know your full story. You know, I don't think anybody will ever know somebody a hundred percent, you know? Yeah, no. I just know what you told me and what I seen and what mm -hmm. you've been through. Mm -hmm. And I know that you've been through so much that nobody will ever be able to fathom mm -hmm. or even try to comprehend because they will be wondering how are you still here. Right. <laughs> I think a lot of people they you know, be surprised when I do reveal certain think, stuff to them. I think what changed in you is that resilience that you have. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say mm -hmm. that is because you was already resilient you was already mm -hmm. independent but now you have a purpose you have she was like your igniter she was the fire for yeah you, you know to really burn your ass to be like no yeah. i can't i can't slow down i can't take no breaks i don't have no days off like i'm tired i'm I exhausted but exactly that's what always changed in you and is you always been the person that's like okay i'm gonna make sure i keep giving all this love out you know mm -hmm. to everybody around me because mm -hmm. it was what you felt like you was missing right 
You know, like your heart always been big. You always mm -hmm. been a good person. You always had these positive way of how you see things. Mm -hmm. So I think what changed from you or what I saw mm -hmm. was just your inner beauty. Your inner beauty changed because I felt like you didn't see your worth or your value until you became a mother. Wow, dang, that's that's, and I, that's I, I, and I'm that's just I, I, I can relate to that though. I don't feel like I seen my value. You didn't because all like, the I knew you what I with, wanted. Yeah, I knew what I wanted, girl, and like you said, I was always ambitious. I used to want to shake but, your ass, yeah. like, girl. What are you doing? Like, yeah. do you not know you the one, never the two. Yeah. Ooh, always been the one, never the two. But yeah, and I, I used to like tolerate. Nyla, she reminded you. To, yeah, I used to tolerate so much like BS. Like that's what every time you talk to somebody, you be like, I don't like the way they eat. I'll be like, what they eat. Like so I don't like the way he laughs. Look at his shoes. I don't like them feet. <laughs> like, there's so no play with nobody no more. Like, uh-uh. He said he want to save it to the movie. That's a cheap diet. <laughs> like, and there's nothing. Like, she sees the value in herself, and I love her self-worth of how she sees her inner beauty now. But that's because I've been putting in the work within myself, like, ever since I had a daughter. Like, it was important for me to just change completely. Even with me navigating and cultivating and having this relationship with God and making sure that I teach my daughter about how to have a relationship with God. I am not perfect. When I talk about God, it's not to try to present this false image, you know, to you guys and say, oh, I'm perfect. I believe in God. Oh, I go to church. No, 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 no. But he had changed me. But something shifted in me. Like, like she just said, everything that I used to tolerate, I just let go of all of those things. Like, all of the hurt, all of the abuse, you know, and you watch me go through a transition of figuring it out by myself. I started off with my daughter having a two-parent home, and then somehow it transitioned into me, you know, figuring it out being a single mom. And I'm not a single mom. Like, I'm struggling doing everything by myself. I'm a single mom because I'm not married. But... I, I had to figure it out. I had to I had to do it. I had to pull myself up out of that. I had to make sure that I kept going so I could show my daughter this is what resilience looks like. This is what strength looks like. This is what a woman of faith looks like. This is what a woman who's walking in her purpose looks like. You know, you you're going to go through so many different things, but at the end of the day, no matter what, I go to God to get my strength back. I go to church to get my power back. Like, that's what helped build me up and keep me up. You know, when I feel like I don't have all of the answers, that's who I got to go back to. Like, okay, hold on. Redirect my path. Redirect my thoughts. Redirect my energy so I don't go through the same things that I went through before. And I definitely couldn't allow my daughter to witness me being in uh, any type of relationships where I was not being fulfilled and being completely happy in it. Absolutely mm -hmm. not. She see me at my happy happiest state now mm. like wow like I think wow, we have so fear. much fun yeah I think oh that, Jesus that's, that's one of my biggest fears is mm -hmm. because I don't have any positive role models that I yeah. can you know kind of look at their relationships and be mm -hmm. like oh my god like I, I see this person and this yeah. man really loves her exactly. I see that she really cares about him mm -hmm. like my parents are still married and I grew up in a two parent household but that was not a loving household, you know. It, I know. I feel that's like, why I said you carry that yeah. in your heart. You don't want to give your daughter no broken home. I feel that. it's because it's like I try to be the person that I feel like I needed as a kid, and I feel like yes. that's what I want to be for her. Mm -hmm. You know, so the things that I feel like I I wasn't given, which is which we always talk about, like the mm -hmm. values and motherhood mm -hmm. of listening. I feel like it's very important to listen to your kids. And although my daughter is not speaking yet because she's only one, right. you know, 
when she say mama, she know who she talking to. She knows. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just like. She speak with her emotions right She now. does. She do, my daughter is very vocal with her emotions yeah, with and her, her emotions. actions. Mm-hmm. But it's like, that's one thing that I value is mm-hmm. because me and my mom didn't always have the best relationship. And it took us until I became an adult to sit down and, you know, for me to tell her how I really feel. To express to her that I want a relationship with you. I want to be able to come to you. I want to be completely vulnerable where you don't keep judging me because I said something that you don't agree with. Or because mm-hmm. I'm choosing a different path. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it took it took a while for us to get to there. But I'm so glad that we did. Mm-hmm. But that's why I feel like it's so important to listen to kids. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of kids, child neglect is real. It is. You know, and it don't matter if you can, you grew up in a million dollar house. If you didn't have that interaction or that type of bond with your mm-hmm. parents of them listening and you can talk to them or you can be mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah, having a safe space with your mother. Yeah. Or just your, anybody, just your parent in general. If you were raised by a single mm-hmm. father, like you want to have that bond, that relationship, you know. I was and, just going to say, that's where that village comes in. That yeah. Like making sure that you have a strong support system. Why well, you think I don't deal with certain people? You? Because if you're not supporting me, what make me think yeah. you're going to support my kid? But that's why I'm so grateful, though, for the for the few people that I do have surrounded by me. Because although I am a single mom, I have a really solid village. Like my grandmother, she's a big support system. Her dad, he's always there. So although she She's in two separate households. She feels love for everywhere she go. She has you as her godmother. She has Ashley as her goddad. Like everybody that's connected to her, my uncle Andre, you know, everybody she love they her. love her and they show up who for loves her you. and they show out for her. Yeah, exactly. Because she's an extension of me. Thank you. She's an extension of me. Thank you. If you mm-hmm. don't have respect for me, how can I expect you to have respect exactly. for my daughter? So it's super important for you to have a solid village. And I don't want y'all to think that I'm one of those people that like, oh, I'm keeping my daughter away from people. No, I'm keeping her away from energy. I'm keeping yeah. her away from demons. Like, yeah, you have to I don't need that demonic that. energy or people who don't have mm-hmm. good intentions for me. If you don't have good intentions for me, I don't... If you don't love me, you're not going to be around my child. It's just... I, this kids I feel are like, so innocent, too. I feel like that topic is so touchy mm-hmm. because people like... Like family members. Mm-hmm. Oh, you always keeping the baby away, or we be one to see her, but you be trying but to act ain't funny. nobody take no initiative that's, to come and, and that's, pull up. That's my whole point is if you're not even taking the little initiative to do the bare minimum to check on her and be like, hey, how's yeah. she doing? I'm not even asking for nothing. You don't mm-hmm. have to buy my daughter a, a single thing. It's yeah. about the bond that you create. I'm not same, always telling same, you that. Same when I be thing like, it's sisters. about the time. I be like, I don't care. Like you can get Nyla a million gifts in the world. It's about the time. That's what she gonna remember is the time. Yeah. Who was around her, who poured into her. When she can't talk to mommy, she need to be able to say, Oh, mom T T I'm scared to talk to my mom about this, but I feel safe and I feel comfortable with you. She's gonna need that. Because we're not always gonna need. have the answers. That's what resources. I'm trying to improve on. Yeah. It's being able to balance out being there for myself and being mm-hmm. there for others yeah it's because at one point in time i feel like that still goes down to my mom even before my mom guilt i feel like it was just like a guilt within me of mm-hmm. feeling like i'm never super present enough for other people mm-hmm. so i feel like it took away i was compromising being there for myself to make sure that i showed up for other people 100 percent. Right. and that's now i'm trying to that's why i said rebalance doing that yeah like, i'm trying yeah. to rebalance to figure mm-hmm. out that like it's okay that i'm not always a hundred percent and i don't i'm not i'm not a perfect pleaser i'm not a people pleaser i'm not that's not who i am you know being a mom kind of takes away from that though i'm not even gonna lie to you like it's really hard to try to be present in friendship sometimes when you are a mom because you're trying to 
focus on that. It is. You know, like Especially being a mom is a priority. So exactly. I'll be feeling so bad. Like, if you we don't have, have a deep ass conversation on the phone, yeah. and as soon as you say something, crying, yeah, yeah, girl, I'll be so pissed off. You don't even be knowing this. Should be, I'll be losing my train of thought. Oh, but it's it's the same thing with a six year old, like talking to me to death. Girl, you see, I'm on the phone. Okay. And you keep on asking me, Mom, look at my trick. <laughs> you look, she ain't did nothing. Like, girl, okay. All you did was now. jump up and down. All you did was jump up and down. I just seen that girl, same Millie dirty be split. Millie be spinning in circles. <laughs> yeah. And then she gets so dizzy and she falls. Yes, that was so funny when she was doing Oh, she that. still do that. <laughs> I don't know why I know she y'all be that. seeing this getting so off topic. Um, I don't know where we at in our time, but I feel like this conversation was so essential and so necessary. And I would like to do a part two to this one. I, I hope you guys were able to relate to a lot of our, you know, thoughts and, you know, what we have experienced as mothers. And if you guys need some motherly advice or, you know, have questions that you want to ask us, please, we're begging you, ask us questions. Okay, we do have our, our email you address. It's so fully open quiet. for submissions right now. Brownandbalancepod at gmail.com. We do have everything on our social media, on Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram. And we do now also have a link tree. So y'all can't say y'all know where these podcasts are that at. Part. Stop playing with me. It that shows part. everywhere where we streaming at. That and part. it's a lot more places. So don't do that. Bars. Okay. You can and if they full episodes everywhere. and they're free, you do not have to pay. <laughs> you do not have to pay. That's all we need y'all to do. I just got to sprinkle it on to there. rate and review. So I just checked our analytics the other day and we up like over 400 or something plays i need more y'all all all clicked and played it i'm gonna need y'all to all leave a review the more reviews that we have the bigger we can grow our community that's all we trying to do is just continue to expand the brand baby that's it that's it and if you guys (laughs) have any other topics or anything else that you guys kind of feel like we should touch base on because it's not talked about or not a lot lot of light is shed on there Mm -hmm. leave us a review drop us some of unsolicited advice girl I'm here for it. If I said something that you feel like you need yes. to, you don't agree with, tell me. Yes, please let us know. Like, we're we're so open to whatever type of feedback you guys have, whether that's good, whether that's bad, whether that's constructive criticism. Okay. Please expect for the, the, the brand to continue to expand, though, because when the fall time comes, I, I have heard a lot of people saying that they want some videos, so we're going to eventually transition into giving y'all some, you know, having the audios, of course, always on Mondays, but eventually us expanding to do the actual video so y'all can see our faces, experience our chemistry, you know, and feel that vibe. Like, okay. so y'all can feel like y'all in the room with us and trying to secure these guests. Okay, and follow us on social media at Brown and Balanced Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Our personal social media, I am on Instagram as Paintbrush Savage, which is my alias. So if you guys didn't know, I sell custom art. Come get y'all art canvases. I'm about to sprinkle that in here too. I do all we types need to of just art. Make that a whole like a little separate ad for you. Yeah, and when you um... oh, the is about to drop her book, y'all. Oh, yeah, that book is definitely coming out. It's a self-help book. So if you don't know, snap some fingers, you know, y'all. Snap some fingers and do your step. <laughs> we can do this, mommy. Hey, hey, hey. We better get this money. <laughs> hey, hey. We no, better get this money. Okay, we sorry. do appreciate you guys so much for tuning in. <laughs> and we We're hope annoying. to see you guys on the next episode. You guys have a wonderful week, okay? Thank you. We Bye. love you guys. <laughs> Bye. My name is Renee and I'm a baby mama.